that somebody told me that it is a gift of the guilt that is given to the woman from the day that she is born. So let's be a little selfish and take care of ourselves first. In the list of preparation, the first thing I say is prepare your own mind that you're going to restart. Prepare your family, prepare a support system. So you have to be very resilient and you have to have a growth mindset. I believe happiness and success comes both in individuals as well as the rest of the people around them. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host, Jyoti Ji, explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host, Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone, hearty welcome to Season 2 of Stars of Learning podcast and my name is Jyoti Ji. And I'm your host for the show and each fortnight I interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices of learning. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. So friends, International Women's Day is a day for us to join in to celebrate the movement together with millions of women from across the globe. So in their quest to achieve an equal future in the new challenged world. And the theme for this year is Choose to Challenge. And the theme celebrates the tremendous efforts by women and girls around the world in shaping a more equal future and recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. Definitely as a woman and a mother of two, we can all choose to challenge and call out gender bias and inequality by joining this drive, Choose to Challenge. In this podcast, I want to bring diverse women leaders to get their best insights on their journey which will empower women to step up in their life. And I was talking to my one of my guests in my podcast, Shailaja Manacha, who is author of the book Step Up. And she referred me to uh, that, you know, it would be fantastic to feature Neeraja Ganesh, who is not just a senior leader, but a leader who is very invested in young women and their development and expansion. So friends, needless to say that her presence and interaction is an exciting opportunity to interact with her directly and use this platform to share her thoughts, experience, challenges and ideas. With that note, let me introduce you to Neeraja Ganesh, who is a professional with 25 years of experience in the IT industry, managing large teams, delivery of IT projects, operational excellence and customer delight has been her strong forte and she has a very strong inclination to get the women of our country uh, with a positive mindset, become confident and go all out to reach their potential. With this intent, she has uh, driven diversity and inclusion programs across her inside and outside the organization to support the cause. She has a honor under Women Professionals category receiving her Rising Award. So friends, she believes that much need to be done to show the path to the women in our country who have the innate talent but lack the knowledge to where to find this help 
in terms of mentoring coaching networking and more importantly to understand that these are important elements in one's professional growth without any further delay let me welcome my guest neeraja ganesh neeraja once again a warm welcome to stars of learning podcast thank you so much jyoti for having me here and uh, i will definitely thank sai for uh, having recommended and referred me uh, to be on this podcast i did go through some of your earlier uh, sessions and they were wonderful so looking forward to this conversation jyoti thank you thank you uh, i'm so happy and excited that you're joining me today so to begin neeraja our topic for today uh, needs fires wisdom of neeraja taking capability into action so looking at your background from engineering to coach and now into relationship building actually when it comes to happiness and success in life right most of the times women compromise and always look for others betterment and what she forgets in the process is to enable herself so what's your thought as you are writing a blog and would be writing the book soon for the women and we will be discussing about you being a mentor for so many years would like to hear your views sure jyoti um so the human species is such that uh, of course we want to live and we want to let live we want everyone to be happy and as True. women especially the indian women we've been taught to ensure that everyone around us is happy not saying that yeah. men are not taught this but the pressure on the woman is uh, you know more in this space and it's kind of a given that a woman will you know take care of everyone around and we will will try and find out what are the needs of others and you know will ensure that that is taken care of and hence even also gives her the guilt while she herself has the guilt in her uh, if she has not done something which she feels uh, is not uh, as per the norms uh that the society has conditioned her towards the rest of the society will also give her the gift like somebody told me that it is a gift of the guilt that is given to the woman from the day that she is born oh. <laughs> i always say that one needs to be selfish and when i say that what i mean is that if we need to take care of others then we need to be in good physical mental emotional financial and what have you right all the health aspects we need to take care of all of that for ourselves so that we can care for others so let's be selfish and take care of ourselves first it is exactly like the oxygen mask which is available you know in the flights people say that you need to you know first take the oxygen mask whenever there is an emergency take care of yourselves and then you help the others it's exactly like that uh, so for me i believe that uh, you have to differentiate between people's needs and wants you have to of course ensure that the needs are taken care of your family and friends but the wants wait till you have taken care of yourselves so like in my case i know the responsibilities that i have towards everyone in the family but i also call out what others responsibilities are towards each other and towards me i will not shy away from that it is not a one way street so i know yes. and uh, the other thing is that i don't crave for others approval or appreciation because this is another reason why women uh, you know kind of think that you know they must keep doing things for others because only then they will be approved they will be appreciated they want to be called the best mother the best daughter in law and whatever 
I have known such feelings. I have known such, you know, needs to be, you know, put up on a pedestal. I will mm. do what is required. I'm not saying, I'm not denying that. But beyond yeah. what is required, if my time and my health permits, then I may do so. Otherwise, I will use that time uh, on myself and do the things that I wish for. So that's the way I believe happiness and success comes both in individuals as well as the rest of the people around them. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And I can relate to your passion on people and wonderful uh, you have put across, Neeraja. I think this has become a base, uh, right? Knocking off the guilt, being self-driven, and most importantly, let go of approval and appreciation. So moving on, uh, uh, Neeraja, you very well laid out uh, the conversation. I think, Neeraja, in the glamour world where lifestyle has taken a precede over life, so what is your views to this generation or young women in the world? Again, I think um, the, the reason why uh, lifestyle has probably uh, taken over uh, the, the basic essence of life is because everyone wants to do what the rest of the world is doing. Everyone wants to fit in with the rest of the world. But my question to everyone is, do they really want what they want? I don't even know whether people are sitting down and you know, and as a coach, and if you were to go to a coach, that is what a coach enables. Enables you to reflect retrospectively. What is it that you want? And because most of the times we have not taken the time to do that reflection ourselves, we just do what the rest of the world is doing, following what the rest of the world is doing, because we want to fit into that. But I think 2020 should have been a huge eye-opener to many people in this respect, right? So let me give an example. I ask this question to people: uh, Who does or do people go to a movie because they want to watch the movie, because they want to brag to their friends that hey, you know, I have a great social life. I go to the movies, the malls, the restaurants, shopping, etc. Are you wanting to brag? Are you wanting to fit in because the rest of your friends are doing it, or are you watching that movie or doing whatever you're doing because? You want to. You feel that the movie is a good, you know, story, or this that is your way of giving yourself some me time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. four years ago, when we actually were building a house, um, mm-hmm. we kind of, uh, of course, put in whatever was the latest and you know best based on our budget. And I still remember mm-hmm. that we we had three bedrooms in that house, and hence we had three bathrooms in that house, uh, and mm-hmm. we put in the best of the fittings that were there available at that point in time. But I actually built her and I got a fourth bathroom also, you know, constructed a smaller one because I felt uh, we lived in a joint family. So that my in-laws were there and, you know, um, me and my husband and we didn't have a child yet, but I knew a third room will be required once the you know, child comes in or for a guest. But uh, I put a bathroom because I thought at some point in time, we may have a live-in maid or even the, you know, everyday help that comes Maybe she wants to use the bathroom at some point in time. So let that be a fourth one, a smaller one, but we kind of go. Yeah. People for the grand operation, of course, they like the house, they like the bathrooms. But the comment that they asked was, you should have put a bathtub in one of the bathrooms. You've done so much. And my mm-hmm. reason for not having put in a bathtub was, let's see, neither I nor my husband use a bathtub. We are not used to that kind of lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't use that. And the guests who come home, 
uh, even if they're used to it, I'm sure they can, you know, live without that privilege for a few days that they stay with us. And, uh, they, you know, are born into a household which doesn't have all these uh, uh, frivolous, you know, gadgets and all of them, they will also not get used to it. But, you know, mm-hmm. a bath only costed 5,000 rupees then. However, this uh-huh. room that I constructed must have costed us close to 30,000 rupees. So I was mm-hmm. going to the 30,000 rupees on the fourth bathroom because I felt there is a need for that versus right. I not still spend the 5,000 rupees even if it is, you know, lesser uh, because it has to keep up with the lifestyle and to show off to the others. That's, that's what I meant to say that think about you want to comply to a lifestyle that the rest of the world wants, you know, you to be uh, with. And again, it's the rest of the world's take. It's not your take on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point very well taken, Neeraja, to reflect and retrospect on the relevance and make it inclusive to the lifestyle. And are you content in what you're doing? Very powerful. Continuing with this thought, Neeraja, I have followed you on LinkedIn and I saw one of your articles on uh, a T-shaped person. And it was an eye-opener for me to understand the depth of the pattern. And I was thinking to put that in my learning plan too. Uh, So in the process, uh, the next generation workforce, I also felt that it is required to be in a T-shaped so can you share some insights to my viewers to build that kind of a capability? Because uh, capability is the learning mantra. And uh, when I see uh, most of the learning report, capability is at the top uh, trending for many organizations now. Absolutely, Jyoti. Uh, and I think, you know, the fact that you're doing this kind of a podcast series and talking to so many people and bringing in those nuggets of learning to yourselves and to the rest of the world is a good example of becoming a T-shaped individual, right? So let me explain what a T-shaped person or a T-shaped employee is. So if you look at the alphabet P, there is a horizontal and there is a vertical in the P. Right. Of course, have the vertical of the T very well defined for ourselves because we all have pursued a particular um, course we have pursued a particular career. For example, I was a technology person for the first 25 years of my career. And hence, I would have been very deeply technical. I would have continued to learn the emerging technologies and the vertical of the T would have gone really deep. Mm-hmm. And in uh, environment, it is not good enough just to have the vertical, you know, uh, depth. You also need right. to ensure that you have certain skill sets and capabilities which will sit well on the horizontal. And what are those? Uh, those are some of the competencies like collaboration, teamwork, um, uh, negotiations, whatever you can you know, bring into the horizontal. You need to package that and learn as many of those competencies as possible. Okay. The other thing that I'm going to add on to the horizontal is that you might be a technology person, but I think you should also learn uh, something in different domains. Uh, understand how... Hmm. The- Businesses are running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is important for us to have the breadth of that horizontal in the team as wide as possible. Mm-hmm. Because with that, one, you will be able to differentiate yourselves from the rest. Yeah. If you look at our country today, there is enough and more uh, supply of talent. Right. But there isn't that much of demand. 
Yeah. Uh, so we always have 100 CVs, 10,000 CVs available for one position in a company. How does mm-hmm. the recruiter and the hiring manager differentiate between one person and the other person? Because you would mm-hmm. have done course, maybe from a different college, maybe a little bit of a difference in the percentage that you have scored. But at the end of the day, it is a mm-hmm. degree. Uh, so take that differentiation. It is that horizontal of the team. What are the other kinds of projects that you have done? done a lot of volunteering have you gone and you know driven some initiatives are you part of different networks and a lot more which will differentiate you from others and hence you would be probably mm-hmm. for an interview or you would be probably you know given that job and hence very very important that we all build ourselves into t-shape <laughs> yeah yeah interesting one and i remember my mentor saying uh, neeraj it's important to also to have a, a parallel track and i'm able to connect how this t shaped capability is helping my career my progression and building my own brand and this is definitely going to be a differentiator if we go to plug this our capability and neeraj being in the industry and working for so many years now with women employees i also notice you know women at times miss out on great opportunities or they don't create that opportunities to get better i know it's risky and challenging sometimes to get exposed that way so what's your piece of advice at as the mindset of these people think uh, you know when i interact with many career uh, oriented women that not all of us are lucky ones we are not born with a silver spoon all those thought process however they do not realize that the struggle and effort on the other side is equally there and believe me that you know it's a human notion right the grass is always greener on the other side how do we treat this every interaction as an opportunity uh thanks for bringing this question in jyoti because this is something that i always you know talk about treat every interaction as an opportunity just like both of us are talking on this podcast today it's an opportunity right. for me as well as it's an opportunity for you so the way we kind of exchange uh, our uh, thoughts and the way we conduct ourselves uh, will you know go hmm. along in ensuring that we remain connected tomorrow and uh, maybe mm. there is some opportunity that will come out of it one doesn't know uh, so mm. the first and foremost is um, that people have to ensure that wherever they are whatever they do even if it's a whatsapp conversation with somebody mm. uh, if you are part of so many groups um, mm. some of course are family and friends but you might be part of another group for learning purposes or you know networking purposes right every whatsapp conversation on that group can also turn out into an opportunity true okay uh, for example i will uh, you know mention this so i am part of you know one of the uh, networks where somebody put out uh, a post in the morning saying that um, social capital is the biggest capital mm. and uh, i responded to that by saying that of course i definitely agree with that and i said you know i do a lot of sessions on networking and the first slide that i put out when i mm. you know, presented the topic is about social capital okay immediately I I was you know asked by that particular community to do a session on network. So wow. the opportunity come my way. If I just kept my mouth shut or not you know responded to it in that manner the opportunity wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just 
story and it's a beautiful story. So I told you I'm a mentor uh, on a variety of portals. One is called Jobs for Her. The second is called Aspire for Her. So right. on the Jobs for Her portal, I'm a mentor, right? And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people follow me. So that's that's the way uh, that portal is built. Mm-hmm. People, there are so many mentors and people can come and follow uh, the mentors of their choice. Uh, what happens mm-hmm. because of that is the minute the mentor is conducting some events, uh, you know, they will be notified about it. Uh, or the mentor herself can reach out to the mentees and, you know, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once in a while, I will go through, you know, who are following me mm-hmm. and uh, see if I can have a conversation with them to see what is it that they are after. Mm-hmm. Now, all that every mentee has to put mm-hmm. in a details. Otherwise, how will a mentor do mm-hmm. person as well or what she's after, right? So they, they have asked every mentee to, of course, put her name, but some kind of bio data, you know, some kind of uh, years of experience, what have you done, what are you looking to do? And these are not mandatory fields, uh, but they've kind of, you know, created, you know, these kinds of fields so that people can put in some stuff about themselves. Mm-hmm. So when I go through the list of mentees who are following me, I first, mm-hmm. because there are so many, I think I've got about 5,000 mentees following me. It's not possible okay. to speak to everyone. Right, right. So then I narrow it down. And what is the criteria that I'm using to narrow down? I'm saying if someone has taken the trouble to actually populate mm. all the fields, which means mm. that lady is telling me everything about herself in terms of her professional career in the past. As is she on a career break now? Is she looking to you know uh, change her job? What are you know some of those things? She has mm. taken the effort to write these things into the portal. So I must take the effort to speak to this person, right? right? right. So that way, I identified one person and I identified quite a few, but I am talking about this one uh, girl, her name is Asha. And I reached out to her and, uh, you know, she said she's on a career break and she's looking to restart at some point in time. And I said, okay, let me invite Mm. you to uh, one of the events that was happening. So Jobs for Her does, uh, you know, quite a few events uh, through the year. Mm. So there was this event called as uh, Restart Her uh, happening. Uh, and I gave her a pass. Mm. Good, Asha. I'm mm. giving you a free pass. Why don't you come over? You attend the entire session and we'll, you know, meet also and speak. And Asha came mm-hmm. to attend the event. She stayed on. She attended the whole event. And like her, I'd given passes to a few more people. I'd invited a few more people. But what did Asha mm. do differently? After attending the entire event, she hung around to meet with me. Okay. And uh, I was very busy on that day. So I, you know, spent a few minutes with Asha. And then uh, she said, I'm looking to restart. Is there any opportunity with the jobs for her, even as a volunteer or something like that? Mm. And I said, why don't you come and be in the office? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, a lot of people ask me about this. Are there any opportunities? And I'm talking, of course, pre-2020. Um, so uh, mm. I would tell people, okay, let's sit down and talk because you can't just hook up an opportunity, right? You have to understand the mm. and see where you could probably mm-hmm. this uh, person. Right, right. So I told her, why don't you come to meet me? The difference was that she came to meet me. So she had a two-year-old son mm. um, and there was no kind of look after the son, but I think she must have asked her husband to look after this boy. Mm. And she traveled all the way from Whitefield to... Uh, you know, the Oxford office, which is um, in uh, Cockstown. And uh, she came, spent a few hours with me. And I told her that there is an opportunity, but it is completely volunteering. Mm-hmm. I will not be able to do it. Uh, but the thing is, you can work from home, mm-hmm. right? And I want to 
will be very stringent about you have to work these hours. I will give you hmm. some of work, and during the day, whenever you get the time, you finish it and give back. Okay. So that's a long story short. She had told me I can only work two hours every day when my son goes to school, and that is after two in the afternoon. And I had said okay for it, but she herself found time. You know, sometime in the morning, sometime afternoon, sometime in the night, uh, and uh, started doing more than the two hours of work. Hmm. And I saw that uh, she was so so good with her work. Hmm. I started giving her more. She was learning more, hmm. and eventually, uh, you know, uh, became a paid employee. In fact, she was hmm. as good as you know what I was doing at the foundation, the Jobswell Foundation, the work that I was doing. So when I took hmm. one month hmm. of a break. she was the person who stepped in for me mm-hmm. so create this opportunity for me for herself sorry right right one is that she had put all the elements in that portal yes uh, there were so many other women but i chose asha because she had taken the effort to populate everything mm-hmm. she took the effort to attend the event mm-hmm. she took the effort to and have a conversation with me hmm. she took the effort to come and meet me hmm. right so each of these interactions has turned out into be an opportunity completely you know herself uh, and giving her you know more and more and more to do hmm. and uh, this is one way that i say the treat yeah. the interaction as an opportunity don't hmm. don't ask the question what's in it for me yeah if she had thought what for me this is a portal why should i even write on that yeah Then she wouldn't even have got Yeah, but if you start looking at everything as an opportunity, you will ensure you do the very best, and you don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah, right. Definitely, that uh, mindset shift is needed to knock that limiting belief and uh, treat every interaction as an opportunity and grab it. So, Neeraja. Asha is the best example who has taken her aspiration into action like the story of uh, Asha uh, women always go through this conflict between her career and family and especially when she gets into the motherhood like Asha with two year old child can you know uh, who said that you know she can give only 2 hours of her time and sometimes you know guilt and pressure of the society also makes her weak so what has been your journey and your nuggets because you're working with so many women in the world yeah so the guilt used to you know kill me also so i'm no different right so today of course my daughter is 19 years old but she was also you know 6 months old at a point in time hmm. uh, she was 10 months old when i actually decided to go back to work mm-hmm. and uh, i it you know to kind of leave her at home and go to work despite the fact that i had my in-laws at home and my husband also used to work from home mm-hmm. so i didn't have to leave her you know with any stranger there was this family that was you know caring for her despite the fact that mm-hmm. even in the morning i used to feel so so very guilty mm-hmm. um uh, and there have been many stories of her growing up and the guilt actually killing me but i will narrate this one mm-hmm. so when she was uh, You know the, the the kids, and I don't know. It, it it probably happens today also. Whenever the schools will reopen, it will probably happen again. Hmm. Uh, the last day uh, is special because you know you're finishing up that year, and then you have vacation, and then you go to the next year, next standard, right? So the last right, right. Day, uh, the class teacher tries to make it very special. Um, so I think she was probably in the fourth standard, and uh, the class teacher said, "Everyone brings some 
uh, food item from home mm. and we will have a party mm. the last day of school is a party Mm. Uh, and uh, everyone said uh, okay fine my mother will make a cake somebody else said my mother will you know um, make the best of juices and things like that mm-hmm. my daughter she volunteered on behalf of me and said my mother will make pasta okay now let me tell you i am not the best of cooks in fact i hate cooking okay, okay? so throughout my you know uh, life i've had help around in the kitchen and i have cooked only during 2020 lockdown ಜರ್ನಿ <laughs> Yeah so the first and foremost thing that i tell anyone who takes a career break be it voluntary uh, when i say voluntary it means that yeah you wanted to take the break you had always always planned for it and you took it mm. or involuntary you really didn't want to take the break but the circumstances were such mm. that you had no other option 
action. So be it voluntary or involuntary, mm. the first and foremost is do not regret having taken a break. Mm-hmm. Because it was your choice, right? Your choice mm. because you felt it was needed at that point in time. Mm. And hence, never ever regret it. That's the first thing I want to say. Mm. Uh, because if you continue to have that mindset, you're not going to enjoy the break also. Mm. So you will not enjoy the break, you will not enjoy the process of getting you know, a back up into the workforce after mm. the So please, you know, be happy with whatever decisions you have taken because it was the need of the hour. Right. So that's the first. Um, and do not shy away from talking about it. Mm. You know, show it with confidence. Speak about having taken a break for whatever reason it was. Mm. Speak about it in your TV. Speak about it in your elevator pitch. Mm. Speak about it wherever. Let's go. No possibility. Don't shy. Don't hide it because that's not really do, going to do you good. Right. Now, in terms of the things that one must do to be able to restart, there are three big items, right? One is I always say prioritize. Mm-hmm. When I say prioritize, prioritize these aspects. Mm. Prioritize where does your family come? Where does your career or your job come? Mm. Where does learning fit? your priorities right it is very important we all know that learning is so important but does it even come in your list of priorities true where does money fit your list of priorities mm. um where does time fit mm. uh, where does you know uh, your contribution to the stuff that you need to do at home mm. where does you know the time that you want to spend on social media and so many other things mm. so first make a list of priorities because that is what is going to help you decide what kinds of jobs can you go after? Mm. Like if you feel that uh, uh, I really want to spend, uh, I want to continue spending about four hours at home to, to cook and clean and to care for my family, mm. maybe you will not be able to take a job immediately. Maybe. I'm just saying that. Right. Uh, of course, today, because you are working from home, there might be a higher possibility of doing it. Yeah. But uh, when you are commuting, your commute might take away four hours every day. Hmm. Uh, so you may want to just do a part-time job. So these prioritizations are very important. Hmm. Now that you have prioritized, you know what kind of a job you want because of the other aspects in your priority list. Hmm. Do some preparation. And of course, when we say preparation, people will say, okay, let's you know prepare our CV, let's do some reskilling. But in the list of preparation, the first thing I say is prepare your own mind. Hmm. Because you have a career break. Right. And now you're going to restart. It's not going to be the same. So the guilt will come. Hmm. People will give you guilt. There will be a hundred other things that will come, right? But you prepare your hmm. mind to say, no, I have done what was required for my family, for whoever, because of which I took the break. Now I'm ready to restart. So your mind has to be very clear that it will not you know, go in the path of guilt. Hmm. Prepare your family. Because they need to know that now you're going to start working. Mm. So even if you're working from home, they need to know that you are working for those few hours. So they should not disturb you. Right. And prepare a good system. Because you cannot really be successful unless and until you have a good support system. Right. It could be your own family members. It could be, you know, external health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say support, you know, maybe to look after the child, maybe to look at look after the kitchen, maybe to clean and dust and everything. Whatever else you were doing mm. uh, when you were on a but you will not get time for that because you are now priority is the career. Mm-hmm. Ensure that you have an adequate system for that. Right. Uh, and of course, 
because we are going to work from home for some more months, hmm. uh, prepare the work environment. Ensure that, you know, you have a good laptop, you have a good internet connection. Hmm. And I think because of 2020, I think all of us would have invested in all of that, all of this. Hmm. But regardless, hmm. you know, if you are always borrowing, you know, a laptop from somebody in the family, ensure that you have one for yourself hmm. so that you can dedicate it on that. Hmm. But you have a backup system uh, because of the you know power goes or the internet you know, fluctuates, you have hmm. some other, you know, device available and things like that. And hmm. then hmm. prepare for the skills that are needed prepare for understand the latest industry trends ensure that your cv is you know updated build your networks continue to building building your networks of course mm. work on your personal brand and all of that but most mm. important are the first three that i said prepare your own mind mm. that you're going to restart mm. prepare your family prepare a support system right and the last thing that i will say is though you want to restart your career and of course you want to you know, get into a paid job and a job uh, that is equivalent to what you were doing before your career break, a salary which is equivalent to what you were drawing before your career break. Hmm. But it is perfect time to, you know, restart by volunteering. Right. Even if you're not going to get, you know, any money, it is perfectly fine, yeah? Because uh, anyways, you're going to sit at home and not getting paid for that. Hmm. Instead, if you're going to volunteer for a few hours in an organization, at least you're learning a few new things, hmm. a few new right. people. And uh, that will eventually, you know, take you towards a paid opportunity. So be open to that. Hmm. Uh, be open to internships. Uh, and be open to even different kinds of, you know, uh, roles. Hmm. So like I was doing a tech job for 25 years. But I went hmm. on to head a non-profit foundation hmm. for 18 months after that. Hmm. After that, I went and worked in a college, hmm. right? And today, of course, I do many things. So look at very diverse opportunities. Because if you're very stuck up with, I want only this kind of a job. We already spoke about mm. the demand and supply in our country. Right. Um, uh, the, you will have only a limited you know, number of opportunities that will come here. Mm. But if you're going to diversify and say that, okay, I can look at this, mm. I can look at mm. X, I can, I can look at Z also, then suddenly, you know, the bucket of opportunities expands. Right. And the last one is that um, today, the gig workforce is really, really becoming uh, large. So for those of you who don't understand what is a gig, uh, in the earlier you know, terminology, it was freelance, contract, consultant. What it means is that you're not permanently employed with an organization. Mm, right. You do a lot of gigs. So maybe at one point in time itself, you can do multiple gigs. You can do three different kinds of projects in very different kinds of you know uh, work. So you could be doing content writing in one place, in a second place, you could probably be doing some kind of training. And a third place, you might be doing a tech project for all you know. Mm-hmm. So, so this is how it is evolving in today's world. Mm-hmm. Permanent employment is going to reduce and the gig workforce is really going to you know, uh, open up. Mm-hmm. So you should be open to get gigs also. Which means that, yes, mm-hmm. a little bit more work because as and when every project is finishing, you have to start finding new projects. Right. But there are a lot of both today where you know gigs are also posted it shouldn't be very difficult so the reason yeah. i'm talking about this is if you're going to have a very fixed mind to say i will go and work only in this kind of a company and only in this kind of a job with only this kind of a salary hmm. it becomes very hard to start right. be a little open 
Yeah, yeah. Again, a powerful one with loads of tips you have shared, Neeraja, like prioritizing, preparation, gadgets related, skills to restart from volunteering and being aware of gig economy. So, Neeraja, in our earlier conversation, you were talking about that WhatsApp group and power of networking, right? And how you were placed yourself as a speaker for an event. So I also believe in power of networking and I was also able to scale and get amazing guests like you on my podcast. And networking are great enablers in every walk of life. As long as, you know, uh, we have the right attitude, aptitude and ambition to get there. So uh, what is critical is uh, the digital reputation. So what is your strategy in networking as I see you fitting in heterogeneous industries and you have been a coaching for many members. So what's your insights? So first of all, um, my definition of networking is that networking is not about what you get out of it. Networking is about what you give. And I always say give before you can take, right? And people get the definition very wrong. They say, okay, fine, networking is about going and talking to someone and say, and asking that person for something. Hmm. Or even connecting with someone only because you feel that's, that someone can give you something. Right? But that is not what is networking. Hmm. Networking is about hmm. what is it that you can give to the other person? What is it that you can contribute to that community, to that network? How can you, what is the value that you provide? And first you provide that value. Hmm. And eventually, of course, come opportunities where you can ask for something that you want or others will themselves give something in to you. Mm. So that's the first definition of network. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, to kind of you know, understand this better. Mm. So last year, now I for this platform called Aspire for Her, right? Um, mm. And uh, one-year-old platform. So last March, actually, on the Wednesday last year is when this was launched by a lady. Her name is Madhura Das Gupta Okay. Now, I didn't know Madhura before, before 8th March last year. Mm-hmm. Just that both of us are part of uh, another network and we were on that WhatsApp group. And I got introduced in that WhatsApp group uh, with you know, the kind of work that I have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, the work with Jobstore and my, you know, association with, you know, any work related in the gender space. Okay. So Madhura reached out to me and she said she would like to, you know, have a chat with me just to understand what I have done. And uh, more for her to learn from what I had done. Uh, because mm. she was just starting as part for her journey. Mm-hmm. So we had a one And uh, of course, you know, I, I was quite open in telling her whatever. Because it's a journey, right? right, right uh, when I right. started off on my journey also, there were so many assumptions that I had made. Mm. Uh, and in that one, because of my journey, I had learned a lot of things. I knew what could work. I knew what will not work. So I was very openly, you know, sharing all of that with her. And she was glad that, that you know, she uh, got those uh, small tips, tidbits. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, she asked me if I would become a mentor on her portal. Mm-hmm. And I said, fine. And I got on to and, you know, became a mentor. Now, what does becoming a mentor on the portal mean? And again, these are all, you know, pro bono. You know, all of this, a lot of work that we do is pro bono. Uh, so we are giving. Mm-hmm. You're giving to others. Becoming a mentor on that portal means that there are a lot of girls. As Pfeiffer is a platform for girls in the age group of 18 to 25. 
And the idea is that we get these girls to think of very intentional careers. Mm. Uh, we tell them that financial independence is a must. Right. right? So how do these girls get to know about various career options? Mm. Uh, so that's mm. what uh, the platform is. And then if somebody says, okay, I want, um, you know, like for example, you know, if somebody wants to become a podcaster, mm. you, know, you know, opportunities are plenty, right? right. So support, somebody wants yeah. because they've been listening to podcasts and they want to become a podcaster. But how do you do it? You will need some mentoring. Some people can find it on their own, but it's always good if you have a mentor, right? right. Uh, so maybe they are both and say, hey, can you, you know, guide me on this journey? And of course, mm. you know, I'm sure you'll share what the learnings you've had. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's the of a mentor. So I'm a mentor on that portal. Mm. And I, you know, have opportunities mm. to talk to these girls and give them some advice. But since I write a lot, that is how my uh, column on Aspire for Her started. Mm-hmm. So I, I started a monthly column. I write, uh, um, uh, it's called Nair Spires. Uh, I write about some of the things which I believe these girls must know at this age uh, rather than, you know, grow up into careers and grow in the, into their lives and then feel, oh, they missed out on something. Yeah. And that's how my book is also going to happen because I realized that these um, blogs are very powerful, so why don't I convert it into a book? Hmm. But what also came through is that as Aspire for Her is growing, hmm. uh, there are a lot of... Uh, Alliances that are they are getting into, they are getting into a lot of partnerships with colleges, with corporates, mm. and other mm. organizations. And whenever there is an opportunity for someone to give a talk, either to the students or at the corporates, uh, you know, AFH will reach out to me and other mentors to say, "Hey, can you come and give a talk?" Mm-hmm. So it is in giving us back. True, right? It is kind of expanding our audience base it is expanding our personal brand hmm. and uh, even the mentors and these mentors are very very seasoned senior women professionals yeah so they have been listening to my talks when i give it on some platform through afh uh, hmm. and they have reached out they said hey can you give it elsewhere you know in hmm. their networks so one is hmm. leading to four but where did hmm. it start and how did it start hmm. it started because i was happy to talk to madhura I was happy to give her whatever I knew in terms of my journey of, you know, working in the gender space. Mm. I was happy to give mentoring. I was happy to write on her, you know, mm. a platform mm. and get the way the opportunities shape up. So this is networking. Mm. It is all about feeling. And eventually, okay. uh, it's also about nurturing relationships. So it, you can't be very transactional, right? So mm. today you, you and I are thinking, it can't mm. be that that's the only, right? I'm mm. sure we'll remain connected. And over mm-hmm. a period of time, you know, there might be something I can help you with, you could help me with. And because of that, the relationship nurtures right. and ultimately right. also starts benefiting you in many ways. <laughs> Wonderful again, uh, Nirja. Many nuggets on networking strategy. So, Nirja, moving on, I also see a lot of uh, problem where the journey upwards for women you know, like I was reading one report. Uh, it said that, you know, 30% of the women are at entry level. And then the number dips at 10% at the managerial level. And only 1% at the leadership level. And it's not likely to change soon too. So I want to know from you on leadership lessons, um, what is important and what are one or two actionable insight you would want to, uh, the women to take action 
हु आर पर्टिकुलरली एट दिस लीडरशिप लेवल और एस्पायरिंग टू यू नो गेट इन टू द लीडरशिप लेवल सो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल अ लीडर इज नॉट अ बॉस वेन आई से दैट it doesn't hmm. mean that just because you have a position hmm. don't start using it as a position of authority hmm. that everybody will do what you you know ask them to do maybe they will do i'm not saying no hmm. but then uh, people have to follow you for who you are and what you are able to deliver to the organization and to the people right so a leader has to be extremely trustworthy she has to be transparent in all communications and sometimes she can even be vulnerable mm-hmm. you don't have to the know it all and the perfect person mm-hmm. um they, uh, there is a term called as servant leadership which means that you know uh, we are moving towards serving the organization mm-hmm. we are in that role how we can serve the organization which means ultimately serving the employees mm-hmm. so it is okay to be vulnerable to say yeah i don't know this do you know something better or can you teach me something because today also in organizations you have multi generations true um, so you will have somebody who's 20 years old and you will have somebody who's 50 and even 60 years old in an organization and maybe in the same team and the, each person will brings in different kinds of skill sets so you have to be open to learning from a 20 year old correct right, right. so uh, the other aspect is that a leader is not someone who's always giving the good news or pleasing news hmm. uh, you will also have to give the bad news but as long as the news is given on time and with whatever amount of information that is allowed to be shared i know sometimes there are confidential uh, you know decisions uh, so you cannot tell everything about everything but whatever is allowed to be shared and you go and share that information even if it is bad news right it helps build trust because that is the bottom line in terms of you know people looking up to a leader mm. Right. can i trust are you someone who owns up the decision hmm. and not someone who says that okay you know somebody took somebody in senior management took this decision and i am just narrating it to you i'm just a messenger hmm. no even if somebody took that decision you are the person responsible for implementing that for your team hmm. and hence you have to own up to that decision only then the respect the trust and people following you will continue hmm hmm quick example one of my earlier organizations i was going through you know a, a tough time at home hmm. and hence i had requested that i will not take on any roles which have a lot of travel outside of bangalore hmm uh, because i was you know, uh, around in bangalore for the family hmm. and uh, you know i was in very senior position and uh, these kinds of roles were not there you know mostly you know uh, most of the roles at that position needed travel hmm. so i knew that my priority is you know not to travel and hence at some point in time if such a role does not come my way i will have to quit the organization hmm hmm so i did that so i finally took the decision and one fine day i was going to put, put down my papers hmm. but you know uh, even if you've thought through the decision sometimes you do want to talk about it with you know people in the company right uh, and uh, you know i was at a position where the company had um, assigned a coach to me uh, the previous year there was a coach who used to work with me hmm. there were a lot of senior leaders in the organization who knew about the work that i was doing because i was driving a lot of initiatives hmm. um, and uh, when i decided to put in my papers i actually sent a note to some of these people including my coach hmm. to say that 
you know, because of this situation that I have at home and I cannot travel and a role with no travel is coming my way, mm. I am quitting. I would like to have a chat with you. It was just a conversation, right? I'm not going to say, you know, um, uh, keep me in the organization or find me a role or nothing like that. But you just want to have the conversation with somebody. Right, right. I was surprised. I was surprised that most of these leaders mm. didn't even you know, respond to my message, mm. including the coach, including the coach. Okay. Um, but, uh, there was another very senior leader with whom I had never worked, mm. but he knew of my work because, you know, um, uh, I used to drive some DNI initiatives in this organization. So he knew of my work. Mm. Um, I said, okay, let me message him also. But I could not, I actually had to speak to his EA because I don't know him directly. Mm. I spoke to his EA and I said, can I get some time with him? Mm. And she said, he is on leave and uh, we don't, you know, disturb him when he's on leave. Okay. So I think you should wait till come back. But then I had to put, I was putting my papers in the same day. So I didn't have this time, luxury of the time. What I did, I mean, you know, all the leaders, of course, you know, have their phone numbers available uh, on the directory. There mm. is a, you know, internal directory in the company. Right. So I did find this person's number. So I just sent an SMS to him. And I said, there is something urgent that I wish to talk to you. I know that you're on leave, but if there's a possibility, I would like to have a chat with you. Mm-hmm. And this person called me back, despite the fact that he was on leave and I have never worked with him. He doesn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. except for the fact that he had an initiative. And uh, I told him uh, quit. And he said that uh, I don't think I can help you in any way at this point in time. And I said, no, my call is not to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But my call is just to kind of have someone else listen to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is a leader that I will always keep in high regard. Mm-hmm. because he was open to having the conversation with me, even if he cannot help me with something. Right. These are the people, uh, you know, who kind of lead from the front. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very important leadership lesson for everyone. Yes, very, very, you know, powerful example for us to voice out. And all these are important when you need to be vulnerable trustworthy, transparent, to have that conversation. And you also spoke about uh, servant leadership. And I've also done an episode on this topic, uh, Neeraja, Neeraja. All my lovely listeners, hop on to episode 12 and 13. Uh, if you are inclined to know what is leadership, where I have spoken to uh, an evangelist, Dr. Madhana, and who shares his experience and implementation on uh, completely on servant leadership. He says everyone, not only leadership team, should follow servant uh, leadership. So with that note, uh, Neeraja, can you share what is Quinergy Leadership Academy Private Limited is all about? Sure. So this is an uh, organization. So, uh, you know, in terms of the work that I do, I consult with a few organizations uh, to help them, you know, build their online presence, uh, help them build their online brand and take their programs. Uh, you know, largely these are, you know, in the learning space and some of the coaching uh, to wider networks and um, corporates. And of course, I also do a lot of freelance work, as I said, and a lot of pro bono work. But Quinergy is where I start. Okay. And uh, it's like any other leadership academy, they have a lot of training programs. But the difference is that mm. um, it's all their programs and frameworks are based on Indic wisdom. So Quinergy stands for quintessential inner energy. 
right? Okay. Quintessential inner energy. That's how Quinergy has been formed, that word. Hmm. So what it means is that a lot of, even in our conversations, a lot of what we want to do and the transformations that we want to bring about is based on inner reflections. Hmm. Uh, we call it as the skill and will model. Okay. So skills are something that you can always learn. There's enough and more material available online today. Correct. Mm-hmm. You spoke about leadership. So if someone were to listen to your podcast, mm-hmm. they will know what servant leadership is all about and you might get some, you know, uh, tips and tricks to kind of become one. Mm-hmm. But what about inner will? Mm-hmm. Do I have inner will to make that change? Mm-hmm. And that's what the programs of Quinergy, uh, you know, are all based on making one understand why is there a lack of will, mm-hmm. and uh, all of this come from very, uh, you know, traditional. Um, scriptures that we have, some of the uh, stories that we have, especially from the Mahabharata. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the programs are based on uh, the Pandava princes in the Mahabharata and the leadership archetypes, if that's what we call. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all the archetypal energies. Mm-hmm. And what is the archetypal energy that each of us has? And if we understand that, and hence we understand that this is not very good in a particular situation, we can actually move from one archetype to another. So that's how these are very different to the traditional, you know, leadership programs and that's what Vinaji does. Okay, okay, wonderful to know that. And with that note, uh, uh, my last question on this uh, uh, topic, uh, uh, Neeraja, how do you see learning trends in 2021? So first of all, learning is an everyday activity. This is what I have to tell every listener. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you can do five days of learning in a year and it is over, right? It is an everyday activity mm-hmm. and it has to be self-driven. Mm-hmm. Of course, organizations will do. So if you're working in a company, they will, you know, bring in trainers, they will offer training programs, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. But it is in your hands to do this everyday learning mm-hmm. uh, to ensure that you, know, you keep up with the changing business trends uh, and anticipating what are the future trends and hence learning. Mm-hmm. Again, I have to say that um, resilience, you have to be very, very resilient today. Uh, so things are changing um, and they're changing very, very rapidly. So you have to be very resilient and you have to have a growth mindset. If you're going to have a fixed mindset, you cannot really go anywhere. So have a growth mindset. Right. Learning is not restricted to doing courses. You can learn from people. You can learn from podcasts like like this. So please ensure that you subscribe to a few podcasts. You can learn from social media because the minute you follow some, you know, people or you follow certain organizations, if supposing you are in the, you know, uh, media industry and you want to know what are the changes that are happening in the media industry, mm. then you start following of the companies in that domain hmm. and some of the key people in that domain you will see that they are writing every day they'll be posting something every day on social media and that itself is learning right ensure that you attend as many conferences as many workshops as many webinars uh, that you can and also bite-sized learning is the key because today we understand that we have an overload of information and also that attention span is limited mm-hmm. so bite-sized learning which is available and most of us who are in the space of you know providing learning are trying to make it bite-sized so there are small one minute two minute three minute you know nuggets available 
as videos and podcasts, a small blog and things like that. Right. So start tuning into all of this. Hmm. So gone are the days that I will sign up for a course. Hmm. That is the last thing that I can do. Okay. And there is also community learning and I have to talk about this network that I'm part of. Hmm. It is called as Shikata. It is a community of coaches and consultants, uh, solopreneurs, okay. uh, all women. Okay. Uh, started by Ajwani last year. Uh, and uh, the reason she started was uh, when 2020, uh, you know, the pandemic hit, uh, big businesses also, you know, were hit badly. Mm. Uh, so she realized that what about the small businesses, the solopreneurs, especially the women, mm. uh, how are they coping with this? And she brought about, mm. you know, this community. And in this community, we meet once every month, of course, online, because you know, the members are you know spread across the country and the globe. And mm. we have a learning mantra session, mm. uh, you know, mm. one, one Friday of the third Thursday of every month is dedicated to learning mm. and mm. it's community learning. So somebody from within Shi Mantra takes a class. Like, for example, I told you, I spoke about networking like that. Each of the coaches, each of the consultants has something, you know, that they are really good at and mm. they share the learning and the rest of the, you know, community comes together. So mm. pick a part of networking become part of communities and start learning together so this is also mm-hmm. very very important don't be selfish give as much as you can in terms of what you know and then learn with others so niraja it's not over we have planned some specific super questions like a rapid round to know about the leaders who come on this podcast stars of learning so these are some powerful questions targeted to know about you which will influence my listeners to engage, enlighten, and empower. And that's the mission of my podcast. So are you ready? Sure. Thanks, Jyoti. Let me make an attempt at it. So according to you, what is the star moment? I think the moment when you decide that you will pursue something that is meaningful for yourself not for the rest of the world and not because the rest of the world is doing so. That is a star moment. What inspires you to do everything that you do today? The fact that it makes a difference and a positive impact on the people who I interact with. Hmm, Interesting. So if you owned a company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning? See, learning is only good when you act act on whatever you have learned. So I will ensure that both the organization and the individual tracks the actions that they have taken on on a daily basis so that they actually, you know, put the learning into action. Wow, that's great. So uh, what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? Okay, um, I would like to make inroads into as many organizations as I can to create the impacts through my workshops and you know, sessions. Because 2020 was a great year for me. I made inroads into a variety of networks and conferences. More than 60, you know, talks I was able to give last year. But this year, I want to go into companies and do similar sessions. And the second most important thing for me is uh, to work and complete my book that I'm writing. So, Nirajan, my next question is based on my audience request. So, uh, if I may ask you, what are your strengths? I think my biggest strength is that I believe in myself. 
and nothing and nobody can shake the confidence that i have in myself hmm wonderful what's the best book you have read this year or any time you want to recommend to my listeners so yeah, this year i have not really read too much um, but i have read two books which i will want to talk about one is apurva purohit's book apurva purohit is the president of the jagran group and she has written two books this one um, lady you are the boss that is a second book extremely powerful book and i must encourage everyone to read it and of course lean in by sheryl sandberg is always there cool so what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a coach you ever had and what made that person great for you um many many people right because it's a long career right. um but let me let me talk about this one person so i uh, worked in a services company and i was working in with a client and actually i had to work within the client organization so i had really limited uh you know uh, exchange with my own boss from my company uh this person that i was actually report, reporting to in the client organization was like my boss okay. and i think the amount of transparency despite the fact that i come from a services company i was like a contractor hmm. but he gave me the respect that i deserve for, for the role that i was doing for uh, the the knowledge and the leadership that i was bringing in uh, for the person that i was and the amount of transparency because this is what i told you right great leaders are the people who are transparent with them yeah yeah the amount of transparency that uh, you know he uh, brought in uh, for any and every decision that was taken he really didn't have to tell me everything mm. he could, he because he was a client he just had to say to this leader mm. but he ensured that he didn't think of me differently uh, mm. you know and uh, Name is Mehtab, and um, uh, he's of course now in Australia. But one of the uh, great bosses that I've had. Are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? Um, I won't call it a tool per se, but you know, I use empathy a lot mm, okay. uh, to try and understand why someone is behaving in a particular manner. Uh, try and understand where they come from uh, by not being judgmental. Mm. because it's very we are also automatically judge you they saying mm. something i think it is because of that, right the judge is always working overtime in our head mm-hmm. uh, but i try and you know limit the judgment and try okay. to be empathetic maybe there is a reason why this person is like that let me try and understand that so neeraj are there any habit you are practicing which has made you successful in whatever you do uh so i always talk about uh, my google calendar <laughs> and i ensure that i put in anything and everything into the google calendar whether it is personal whether it's professional because uh, i do so many things today it's not mm. just one job right um, so i write and enter and i consult with organizations i freelance i give talks at various conferences like today we've done uh, this podcast and mm. all of that uh, every small thing and including personal so if there is you know say a dentist appointment for my daughter that will go in my google calendar so it's an integrated calendar so yeah. that i know how i'm using my time and i'm able to utilize it for best productive you know way mm-hmm. and i give my when i want to and whatever i feel uh, are are you know taking up a lot of my time and not necessarily needed to i kind of you know minimize that so yeah google calendar it is wow great 
Neeraj, we have come to an end of this interview. Before I ask you one that last question, how can people get in touch with you to get more insight, collaborate? Where can they reach out to you? Sure. Uh, so one is of course LinkedIn. Okay. You know, I'm available there and I'm very active there. Two is uh, the two portals I spoke about. I'm mentors. I'm a mentor on both these portals. One is jobs for her. The other is aspire for her. aspire for her of course is for younger girls in the age group of 18 to 25 but they are also going you know beyond that age group and you know building larger communities mm. and jobs for her while it started for women on a career break uh, it is also a portal now for all women so you'll find me as a mentor on these two portals and you can reach out to me through that okay on a closing note and that last question Uh, your advice to people who are new and want to accelerate their career i will only say make things happen and make it happen today because there is never a right moment you know most of us think okay i will wait for that to happen and then i will start but there is never a right moment now is the right moment so even mm. if you are your your movement towards whatever you want uh, to you know in your career uh even if the progress is very very small because of the 100 constraints that you are having in your life today still mm. make that small progress even if it is taking you only 1 mm ahead doesn't matter mm. even that 1 mm. mm you know is mm. is is, mm. is a big, big leap right. because the minute right. you pause the minute you put a break it's very difficult to accelerate so keep moving that's what i would say mm amazing That's a super cool, great insight, Neeraja. So, ladies and gentlemen, all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast, Stars of Learning, and also on my website, PrajvitaKnowledge.com. That is P-R-A-J-V-I-T-A Knowledge.com. I will list out all our conversation for your quick reference. Thank you so much Neeraja for being on this show. I really enjoyed all the nuggets on this specific topic Neerspires and your wisdom putting aspiration into action and I thoroughly enjoyed every conversation and I've learned loads of them and if I look at my notes uh, just to recap a few key points knock out the guilt uh, be selfish for yourself help yourself Uh, calling out others responsibility was very powerful one uh, neeraja approval and appreciation reflect and re- retrospect and uh, t shaped uh, capability uh, that will definitely be a differentiator for our growth and uh, being connected be acceptable don't shy and uh, all those four to five points which you uh, highlighted there uh, prioritizing preparation restart and gig work space uh, nurturing the relationship and uh, leadership is not a boss uh, uh, we need to follow uh, what we are and being trustworthy transparent and vulnerable power of networking you called out what you give and not what you get and the last one now is the right moment really loved all the conversation uh, here uh, neeraja i'm i'm sure my listeners will definitely enjoy and get immensely benefit from this thanks jyoti for summarizing it so beautifully now i also want to listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you neeraja
really appreciate your time and it's been wonderful having you on my show niraja so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with niraja and if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to niraja then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on social media and do let your friends know about this amazing information uh, which will help many others to engage enlighten and empower by the way friends i'm always grateful to all my lovely listeners who tune in to listen who subscribes and leaves a review for our podcast on iTunes if you have not done that yet that would mean a world to me so head over iTunes or any app you are listening and take a minute to write a quick review and it will help our podcast grow and i really appreciate your support friends once again thank you so much for tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself be safe and do something engaging enlightening and empowering Thank you.